Welcome to the show up dad. This is a podcast for hardworking fathers looking to level up their fathering skills and be more than just a paycheck or provider for the home. I'm pleased to welcome none other than Adam Weissong. Adam is a journeyman lineman of 21 years. He is a husband and a father of two sons, ages 16 and 17. Adam, I'm super stoked to have you on here, brother. You're a, you know what I mean? You've been a, an awesome inspiration. I've known you for a while now being in the trade, dude. And it's just such an honor to have you on here, brother. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. I want to have you kick things off today by having you give listeners just kind of an overview of your background, your story, where you came from, and, you know, just kind of let them know who you are. Cool. Uh, obviously, name's Adam. Uh, born and raised here in New Mexico, uh, right here in Albuquerque. Uh, just kind of, I grew up in the South Valley of uh, Albuquerque, kind of a a good area to, I guess, fundamentally make yourself uh, a good person because, uh, you know, just dealing with a lot of adversity down there back in the day, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really realize it back when I was young, but, you know, there was a lot of prejudice um, and, you know, but as a kid, you don't realize that stuff, man. You just want to go out and play and have fun and do whatever, you know, which, whatever you want to do, but, mm-hmm. um you know, grew up there, uh, but, but I was getting in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> my parents decided, you know, we got to kind of, we got to get you out of here. So, uh, ended up moving to Moriarty, um, well, Edgewood, uh, moving out there, kind of get away from the, the bad part uh, of life of just, you know, going down the wrong, wrong avenue, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, graduated high school, uh, went on to play college football, you know, uh, got a degree. Uh, I was ambitious about coaching and teaching and kind of got really discouraged when uh, I had to do my internship and, uh, you know, really realized what, uh, what APS doesn't do for the teachers. And um, it was just, just disheartening, I guess, you know, because when, when you have a passion for something and then you actually see the insides of it and the, the scope of things and you just, it's, it was a turnoff and I was kind of bummed and bugged because it's like, well, I went to college for all these years to, you know, start a craft and it's not even close to what I was thinking it to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. The kids were great, you know, kids are, you know, they're awesome, you know, but it was just the insights and the support or lack of support. And it's just, it was a turnoff. Anyway, uh, I used to BMX race when I was a kid and, uh, me and my wife were, were both very athletic. You know, I played football. She played volleyball all her life and she played, played a volleyball at UNM and that's where we met. And kind of when we got out of college, we didn't really, uh, I was kind of in between of wanting to bodybuild and then or ride a bike. And uh, I kind of chose going riding with a bike. I didn't want to get, I don't know, bodybuilding was at the time. I don't know. I just didn't really, I guess, want to go the full route. But anyway, we got back. I got back into BMX. The wife got into it. I mean, she became a, a national age group racer. I mean, she did way better than I did. Oh, wow. Um, 
you know, one of our, actually our co-linemen that we work with now, or that's out on the road, Leangelo, mm-hmm. he was a BMX racer too. So, I mean, we, we all used to race together and things of like that, but anyway, um, with doing the BMX racing, I, I became a part of helping running the track, designing the track. And then it got to a point where we had had so much like electrical equipment at the track that required a lot of <laughs> electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the gate was electric, you know, we had to have an air compressor because it was ran on air. Um, you know, we had concession stand, you know, an office, you know, lighting, you know, announcement system, you know, so we had a lot of, a lot of electrical usage for our facility. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't realize that we only had like a 5kV transformer trying to supply all the power to this stuff. You know, so I, I would, I didn't know no different. I was just, I just knew that, you know, when we, the dang air p- compressor came on in the Connex, you know, the lights would dim in the concession stand, the computer would shut down. It just, it was, it was a mess for us. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we were pretty fortunate. Um, had a gentleman who knew some people at PM. Long story short, we got a bunch of stuff donated. I was able to go to PM, talk, meet some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the time, one of our gentlemen that runs Wilson, Russell, worked at a bike shop. Mm-hmm. And me and him knew each other from you know, the BMX world. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he got into the trade because his uncle at the time was Ferdy Martinez who owned light constructors. Um, and when we got all this stuff donated, you know, poles, we got, you know, I know what it is now. We got two uh, triplex wire donated, some lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got actually got a 25 KV transformer. Um, you know, all the electrical stuff that we deal with today that got donated from wow. P&M. And uh, so when this happened and I told Russell about it, he was like, Oh, well, I'm in the trade, you know, and my uncle owns his own business. He'd be more, you know, let me see if he'd be willing to donate his time and his trucks and stuff like that to come put all this stuff up. So, you know, long story short, he came out, you know, and uh, I actually helped out, man. I mean, we spent a whole day setting poles, Hank stringing Mm -hmm. wire, putting up lights, you know, watch them do the transformer, all that stuff, you know? So then I ended up talking to Ferdy for hours and he kind of just put it on me, man. I mean, told me about the trade, you know, the pros, the cons, uh, you know, and just kind of a lot of, a lot of the things that he's done in the trade mm-hmm. places he's gone. I mean, he was telling me how, you know, they, they got one of those big, uh, one of those B1 bomber, uh, airplanes and loaded his trucks up and took him over to Jamaica back in that storm. And, you know, he got to work over there and, you know, so it, when you hear stuff like that and you're like, Whoa, man, this yeah. actually sounds kind of cool, you know? And, and then, mm-hmm. you know, that day helping him out, it was like, man, I, I kind of like this stuff, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, I, he told me, you know, Hey, go down to the hall, talk to Steve Tucker. He'll get you an application fill it out, blah, blah, blah. You know? So it, I went home that night and I told the wife about it and she was like, you're going to work with electricity. And I was like, yeah. She goes, no, I don't think I want you doing that. And I was like, yeah, but look at the, the, the overall outcome. I was like, you know, we'd be able to go places, uh, and make money. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like it's got a great retirement and benefits. And, you know, at the time I wasn't really working a steady job as far as 
you know, to sustain a family because we didn't have kids at the time. So it was just me and her. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, you know, and we just bought a brand new house, you know, so it was like kind of, you look towards the future of, you know, your family and where you want to be and what you want to do for your family. You know, you don't want to be, that's why I kind of didn't want to be a teacher either, because it was like, I can't support me and her have a house. You know, I only wanted two kids and she was like, well, maybe three. And I was like, no, we're doing two, especially if I was going to be a teacher. I was like, you know, you just, I hate to say it and nothing against the teachers. It's just the, the, the pay for a teacher is, is poor in this country and it needs to be higher because mm. they do teach our, our generation our younger generations, you know? So I, I was just discouraged, you know? So I was more happy about hearing about this trade and the pay and all that other stuff, you know? And then you start yeah. thinking more about it. And then um, that one kind of, I can't remember the name of the video, dude, but the video came out, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, Dave, is back when uh, uh, it showed basically what line work was, dude. It was yeah. like an hour-long show, and it was all with the helicopter work, and the guy was bonding on, dude, with the off the skid, and, you know, they were showing all this crap, and I was like, dude, man, are you kidding me? This is what I could be doing? It's like, you know, the wife, so I watched it, and then I told the wife, I was like, hey, I need you to come here and watch this video. I said, this is kind of what the trade's about, is, is like, you know, and then when it got to the helicopter scene, because, you know, the helicopters were towards the end of that video. Yeah. You know, I was like, that's what I want to do. I was like, that is my goal in this trade. I want to work off a helicopter. I was like, I know I'm a big guy, but maybe by my work ethic and busting my butt every day, maybe I can get a bone thrown at me and be able to do that kind of stuff, you know? And yeah. uh, that turned me on right there, dude. I mean, I went down the hall the next day, talked to Tucker, signed up. And from there, it's history, dude. When did my interview and, you know, kind of, you know, I guess I did a good presentation. I mean, I'm here today, you know, 21 years later, working on 22 years. So it's, uh, it was cool. It, it, it was fun and it was nice to be able to get a, a start in life and be secure with a, a trade that I know, you know, is going to support me and my family. Mm-hmm. and much less you know learn some cool stuff you know because uh you know the trade is it, it is a cool trade i mean yeah. it, you know we do it, you know i mean just you know like say patrolling and talking to people i mean i you know a lot of people come out of their houses and asking oh what are you doing out here you know it's like oh i'm patrolling you know i'm checking out poles checking out transformers stuff like that you know and then they're like well what does that do? You know, so it's cool to just like educate you know, just random people, you know, kind of the trade, you know, because a lot of people just, I think they just look at electricity as a flip of the switch. Yeah. You know, I turn the light on, I turn the light off, or I turn the microwave on, I turn the microwave off. You know, it's just, it, mm-hmm. we don't realize that necessity is at the, our fingertips and we just take it for granted, yes. you know, but a lot of people don't realize how it's transferred or produced or, you know, what it can cost, the damage it can cost. We all know that, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a deadly entity. So, uh, but, uh, man, just kind of it, I don't know. I'm thankful that, uh, I got into something that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, it's just, I've made it benefit me to what I, you know, what I've wanted and yeah, got to experience, I think everything I've pretty much experienced everything on my bucket list and line work, except 
go to a darn rodeo, dude. <laughs> but it, it's, yeah. uh, it's, I haven't been able to go to a rodeo because when the rodeo is going on, what is it in September or something like that? Yeah. Uh, October, September, my kids play football. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, I ain't lie. My, my kids football is more important to me than the rodeo. I mean, I got the rest of my life, dude. I mean, I, yeah. I can go to a rodeo once they graduate high school. Well, even then it's going to be tough, you know, cause they're still going to be playing. I mean, fortune my oldest got a scholarship and played college ball but right on i'll make it there i'll make it there someday it's not a you know it's a bucket yeah. list but it's not a major priority so it's but i mean uh as far as uh you know it's just i've been pretty fortunate to mm -hmm. my bucket list i made big because of that video that i saw at the beginning of the trade and then mm -hmm. as you get into the trade you see more and more stuff and you're like dude uh, i think i want to try that <laughs> you know it's just uh you know, living on the edge, you know, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I'm an adrenaline junkie. My kids are adrenaline junkie. I mean, I damn near almost killed myself last summer at, uh, Navajo Lake jumping off cliffs, you know, oh, me shit. and my boys love cliff jumping and I made a wrong step and I, it almost cost me, but thank God, but mm -hmm. I, I got out of it good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, uh, it's awesome. It, you know, so it's, I don't know. Uh, you kind of want me to go through the whole career or no, that, no. I mean, that's, that's perfect, Adam, dude, obviously, you know, you've had a lot to do in your career, which is amazing. And that's what we try to showcase, you know what I mean? Cause line work, I agree with you hundred percent, dude, it's a blessing. And you know what I mean? A lot of people see that we make a lot of money and stuff like that, but there's also a lot of sacrifice that comes with it. Sacrifice on our family side, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. and, and that's kind of the topic that we kind of want to go into, you know, living life on the road. Um, Adam, one of the first questions I wanted to ask you, brother, is for those that don't know how big of a problem we are having with effective fathers as the head of household, how difficult was it for you to be effective when you're having to travel and stuff like that? Uh, it, God, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of like a 50-50, I would say, mm -hmm. because when I we all know dude you know coming up through the contract side it's like you know the day you top out i'm dragging the next day and i'm going on the road man i'm out of here see you later you know yeah i probably waited a week <laughs> you know and i told the wife you know we were just pregnant with our first kid and it was just like i'm out i gotta go i'm gonna go to california and check it out and uh so uh, so at that time you know it didn't really matter because it, you know we had just had our kids. So he knew no different. Um, you know, I mean, yes, it was still hard on, you know, mom, I'm here back at home, but, uh, I think throughout the years, uh, as far as being an effective father, um, as, as they're young, they, you know, they don't comprehend that daddy's on the road to put the food on the table, the food clothes on their backs, you know, to give them the toys that mama goes out and buys every week and, mm. you know, stuff like that. But as they got older, I could see, um, as they tested mom more mm. and, you know, mom's hope down holding fort, you know, mom, yeah. I, I give kudos to my wife, dude. I mean, I love that woman to death. I mean, you, you know, I mean, us as linemen, you know, we're, we're alpha males. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do what we want when we want how we want and i don't care what you're going to say about it you yeah. know and our wives 
I'm not saying they take a back seat, but they, the, the amount of support that these women know that they give to us, um, mm. much less, you know, we give to them. Um, it, it's, it, I just, I can't say thank you enough, man, because I mean, be going on the road, having to hold down fort, mm-hmm. still hold the job. Yeah. Take care of two kids, pay the bills and then worry about me being on the road making sure I'm not going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it, it, you know, car don't break down. I mean, I, those suck, dude. I mean, oh, wife yeah. calling, Hey, my car's broke down. What do I do? You know? And, and <laughs> so you think of these things, you, you know, people look at it, you know, oh, well, why have so many cars? Because dude, I'm on the road. Mm-hmm. If one car breaks down, my wife has another car to back up on. So that way she can get that one to the freaking, you know, to the mechanic Yep, and she still has transportation you know mm-hmm. it's just, it's just but anyway so i could see it as as the boys were getting older learning to you know hey clean up your room mm-hmm. hey brush your teeth hey it's time to go to bed mm-hmm. hey eat your dinner homework chores you know so for the most part, my boys, I, I mean, I have to give them kudos too. And I think it was because I instilled this at a young age, mm-hmm. um, you know, respect manners, yeah. um, be courteous to your elders and, and your, you know, your grownups and, you know, and yeah, was I hard on them? I ain't gonna lie, I was, but I think that helped in the process of when I was on the road you know, you know, the wife called, you know, irate, ah, your boys are, oh, God, I can't, you know, just, and I'm like, all right, you know, on the other side of the phone going, you know, okay, what's going on now? Yeah. Um, you know, things of that nature. So from a foreign, from that aspect, it was tough at times because they would look at dad as like, Hey, just like this as podcast, yeah. you know, Oh, you're on that other side of that screen. I don't need to listen to you. You know, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. Tell me what you need to tell me, dad, rip my, you know, rip my butt for about an hour and you know, okay, well, see you later, dad. Love you. Bye. You know, so <laughs> I don't, it, it was hard to be effective in that kind of aspect. Yeah. You know, but it was, but they also knew that, Hey, if you don't do your stuff, when dad gets home, you're yeah. going to get your butt whooped and you won't get the things that you would like mm-hmm. because of that fact. So it, it, it was hard, dude, at times, I, yeah. I guess I can say too, you know, I mean, it's, you don't like your wife calling and, you yeah. know, irate or her pissed off and, you know, cause the kids are just acting up and not listening to her. And, you know, like I said, she's got 50 million other things that she's worried about trying to hold down the fort and, mm-hmm. you know, don't need the kids to be running their rabid. So, yeah. it, um, it, it was tough, man. It, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it's tough too, as a dad on the road, because, you know, you're, you're, you're selfish, but you're, you're like concerned about your family, but yeah, you're missing it because it's like, yeah, I love this trade. There's so much cool stuff to do, Mm -hmm. but I have to do it without them or have to go somewhere else to do it because that's, that kind of work isn't in New Mexico. I mean, at the time, you know, Dave, when we were in, Mm -hmm. 
we didn't have these big high line jobs going on, dude. We didn't have a, a versatile of, of different kind of work taking place, you know? And so you had to be selfish as a, as a dad, as a mm -hmm. lineman to go out and experience this stuff, you know, because we all know that in this trade, man, the more tricks you have in your back pocket to attack some type of situation, pull change out, whatever, you're going to be way more of a, uh, of an entity than you are going to be that guy that everybody talks crap about. And, you know, Oh, that don't hire that dude. You know? Yeah. The one trick pony, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, and, you know, and I always was a firm believer that, you know, when I went on the road, I, I'm going to make a good name for myself. I want to be that guy that they go, Oh, Hey, yeah, I know that dude. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Bring him on over here. You know, and I, I don't want to be that guy. That's nah, dude, <laughs> that guy, <laughs> you don't want him, you know, yeah. it's just, it, he's a waste of human flesh, you know, it's, so it's, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was difficult, man, because like I said, I was, I was being selfish as wanting to get the experience under my belt, mm -hmm. meet different guys, uh, see different places because it, when you're on the road, I, yeah, you know, yeah, you look at it, mm -hmm. I was pretty much going on vacation for free because yeah. yeah i may have paid rent at a rv spot and you know have my travel trailer and my truck but at the same time you're getting paid and i i mean like i ain't gonna lie i loved i love going to california mm -hmm. because you know and i love working in san diego and it was like you know, we were working six twelves well, at first we were working seven sixteens you know and then they bumped us back to six twelves and it was like man this is great all right you know sunday morning i'd wake up you know i go throw my clothes in the in the wash, go to Walmart, get my stuff and, you know, go hang out the beach all day, you know, but it, it, and even that it, you, you feel bad because then there, you know, I'm, I'm Skyping my wife, you know, technology today is way more advanced temp from 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, I'd be on the, I'd be on the phone with my wife Skyping her going, look, I'm here at the, <laughs> I'm here at the beach, you know, right. how the boys doing? No, look at this stuff, you know, Hey, you guys need to come out for Halloween, but why don't you guys come out for a week and, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll discover San Diego, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and, but, and that's, I guess, with being that selfish aspect mm -hmm. for me, I've made some great memories with my family on it because like when, you know, I, I the first time I quit P&M, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I drug up, went to Wilson and then Wilson was like, Hey, we got a, you know, a good buddy of mine that was working here in town at the time. He's like, Hey, we got a big job coming up in Illinois. He goes, it's, it's going to last, you know, a good year. I'm like, all right. He goes, and it's going to be helicopter work. So right then it's like, ding. Yep. There you go. Huh? <laughs> you know, from the video, I get to get on the helicopter. You know, I might have that chance of getting on the helicopter, you know, much less working with big cranes. I had never really worked with big cranes before out of man baskets or shit like that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah. So with that, you know, I go out there, oh man, I thought, you know, I thought I'd never really be homesick. Holy crap, dude. When you're, when you're a few thousand miles away from your, your family, it's, it's yeah. a totally different, you know, California was one thing because I don't know. I, I didn't really consider that far. I mean, mm -hmm. it is, but I, I just, I don't know. I guess it's just a mind thing, you know, but, uh, when I got out there, it was kind of like, damn, man, I'm, I'm away from home. Mm -hmm. you know so out there was a I, I guess it really put in perspectives like as as a dad going hey man you know like at night I would talk to my boys a lot more and 
you know, just tell them, Hey, daddy's doing this for the sake of all of us. Um, you know, we, we, we got some bills to pay, um, you know, and, you know, daddy mom, mom, a new car, because I want to make sure that you guys are safe with mom driving around town because, you know, you never know what yeah. can happen, you know? So it's, you know, and you missed all that, you know, I mean, I've missed birthdays, you know, uh, I've just every day night of kissing your kids goodnight and giving them a hug and, kind of tickling them there in bed and just, you know, farting around with them, you know, and I've missed many of those nights and you, I guess you, you don't think about it until you actually, I guess, think about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it's provided great memories for my kids. I mean, because even out there coming out to Illinois, you know, I'd never really been that far back East at the time. And the humidity sucks. Dude. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> and uh, you know, like I was telling the wife, I said, I, I can't live back here. Holy cow. It's beautiful, but man, this humidity is killing me. Um, you know, but they came out and I was staying at a trailer park that had a pond. Well, dude, that's where me and my kids caught our first fish together. Oh, wow. so it's like, you know, so, you know, and the wife has it all on video and pictures and stuff like that. I mean, to, to, to this day, dude, I mean, we got pictures upstairs of that, you know, I'm, we're sitting on a little dock, dude, and my oldest boy is holding his fish up on his fishing pole and I'm getting it off the line for him, you know, so it's, you make that kind of memory. And then yeah. they came out again another time and, you know, I had already uh, gotten on the helicopter, dude. I had worked out of the Bosa seat and I worked off the skid and, uh, dude, I'm very grateful for, I mean, uh, there's a guy named Kyle Snyder that worked for uh, Wilson, dude. He's a big time superintendent there. And uh, kind of the thing, dude, I busted my butt, dude, day in and day out. And I was fortunate enough to get uh, to work on the helicopter. And then when my family came out, you know, because we all stayed in the same campground. You know how it is when you're tramping on yeah. the road, dude. Everybody stays together in the same deal. So you, you're, you become a family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your second family away from home. And, uh, you know, so we'd have fish fries every night because we fish out of that pond every night, you know, and, uh, you know, so we all became real close. Well, when my family came out the second time, you know, and at the time, I think my boys were six, six and five, maybe uh-huh. seven and six. Dude, Kyle told me, he goes, tell your wife and kids show up at the LZ at 10 o'clock. And I was like, what? Show up at the LZ at 10 o'clock. He goes, yeah, tell them seven, show up at the LZ at 10 o'clock. Just. I said, okay. So I told her, I said, Hey, today, this is where you need to show up at 10 o'clock. She goes, why? I was like, I don't know. Just show up at 10 o'clock. I don't, I don't know. Uh-huh. They show up, man, dude, Kyle. And at the time it was old man, Jim. He was mm-hmm. a pilot that worked for Wilson, dude. Great man. I mean, great dude. Uh, dude gives my wife a freaking sick helicopter ride. And then turns around, drops my wife off, puts my two boys in the front seat, dude, and takes my boys out for a helicopter ride, dude, at the ages of seven and six. Wow. So it was like, you know, it, so there at that kind of deal, it's like, man, okay, I feel great and proud to be a father because I busted my butt to get them this little yeah, bone. And I shouldn't say little bone. I mean, it's pretty pretty yeah. substantial to do you know go on a helicopter i think but uh to get that i mean that's just not given to 
No. The average. I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, the liability factor and all that kind of stuff, you look at it, I mean, that was just, it was, you know, that's super risk. Mm-hmm. But am I super thankful? Hell yeah, man. I mean, it, to give that to my kids and give that to my wife, you know, for for me, sacrificing going on the road and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it was just, it's a proud moment as a dad and father to give to my kids, you know? So I, I mean, I think overall with being on the road and the things that we've done as far as a family, just even coming out for a week and then me be gone for six months because, you know, heck they got school going on. They can't, mom just can't take the kids out of school and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's been a blessing, but mm-hmm. it is hard also to, to. Yeah. It's definitely a, a give and take, right? I mean, cause you have all these blessings, like you said, I mean, what other person could say that, Hey, I worked my butt off. My kids came out here. I gave them a little bit of vacation. And then on top of that, the ice cream, the, the, the pinnacle of this whole little vacation for them is they got an, a helicopter ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's awesome. That, that yeah. truly is. You're truly making memories. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah. one of the things I wanted to ask you is you, you've been there, done that, right? You worked at the utility, you know, you quit the utility, you worked at it again, right? Um, now that you're home, Adam, how has the dynamic changed now that you're present with your sons? Um, well, you know, obviously now I can, you know, talk to them in a face-to-face atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, when they do wrong, dad's there to discipline. It's like, oh, I can't get away with this anymore. You know, yeah. it's not looking into a screen. So, yeah. I think we all know, dude, uh, with what's going on in society today, I hate to say it, you know, uh, there's a lot of single moms out there, mm-hmm. single dads, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of, I hate, I can't believe this happens, but, uh, you know, homeless kids, uh, the, the family structure and dynamic, dude, of just mom, dad, and kids, dude, it, father figure is it, so important, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, I, I guess just as men, you know, I guess that's why men have egos and shit like, excuse my friends, have that because we want to, we just want to be strong men, you know, and we want to show people that, I guess, I don't know, just don't want to show weakness. Mm-hmm. And so in with being back home present with the kids, it, it's a lot easier to say, hey, dude that's no, don't do that. That's, Mm -hmm. that's ignorance. You know, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, why don't you think about it in this view, you know, and, and that's what I've always tried to teach my boys is look at both sides of the fence. Don't just Mm -hmm. look at one side because you know what, one side can hurt you, you know, be on that, that teeter totter where, you know, you see either side and then determine and make your judgment because you know it just the one-sided may not be the right way you may have chose the wrong side and then you're up creek dude with some rocks so being home has been a lot better um too i've 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 helped coach my kids you you know in the younger days of of, youth football so that's been a blessing you know i mean it's it's been a I mean, I love teaching kids in general. So to mm-hmm. be able to coach football and teach not just my sons, 
but you know, other people's kids and just, I mean, we're here to pass knowledge on, you know, and that's what our trade's about, you know, it's the same thing, you know, it's, our trade is more hands-on experience, you know, getting stuff taught down to us from other journeyman linemen and foremen, blah, blah, blah. So it's the same as a father, you know, it's like, you know, with, you know, I don't know my real dad, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know, I know him as a person, like a man, yeah. I don't know him personally, you know, and my mom married, you know, when I was about 10 to my stepdad now, um, great guy. I mean, love him to death, but, uh, I think with him, we didn't have, I guess so much of a close relationship, like, you know, a real father son relationship, because I think, you know, he came into my life at 10 years old. So mm-hmm. that, that absence of a, a grown man in my life kind of was like, okay, dude, I just know that you're dating my mom, you know, whatever, you know, but as, as the years went on, you know, I mean, we've developed a great relationship, but it, I think with that, it taught me that I don't want to, I don't want my kids to experience that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I want to be a good person to my, my kids. I want to be able to not only be dad and the enforcer, but I also want to be your friend yeah. and I want to teach you things for life experience. And that's kind of when we did football, I, you know, I would tell these kids, you know, I, I told them the blatant truth, you know, I mean, we ain't playing for participation trophies here, boys. This is a sport. If you love it, you're going to excel and you're going to push yourself to be better. Are you going to have to practice your butt off day in and day out? Oh yeah. And you're going to have to put in more practice. You know, but this is what teaches you lifelong skills. Being a part of a team teaches you, I trust my brother over here. I trust my brother over there, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, you know, my, my boys have seen, you know, unf- we've had a couple unfortunate things in our past of some guys getting hurt, you know, and unfortunately we just had a, a, a good friend of ours, you know, just get electrocuted, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, I think the boys, my boys have always learned that dad is like, Hey, teamwork, you got to be able to trust each other, one another, because, you know, I and team doesn't float, you know, it, it, it just yeah. doesn't work. I mean, it, you can't get your goal accomplished by being the selfish I and, uh, so it's, it's been good to be home, you know, that I'm able to really interact with them, be able to do other things too. I mean, it, you know, I mean, we, we play golf together, you know, we go shooting, you know, and like I say, I, I've taught them, you know, things that I don't like cliff jumping, you know, it, it's uh, I had a pretty unfortunate accident, dude, in, in college, dude, uh, some buddies of mine on the football team, we went cliff jumping and one of my buddies jumped, dude, and he never mm-hmm. came up. And, uh, I jumped for him for like two hours and, uh, you know, unfortunate, you know, uh, but, uh, just last summer, uh, I took my boys back to that jumping spot, you know, and I hadn't been back there for 20 some years. And, uh, you know, I taught my kids at a young age, cliff jumping and things like that. And the, they're way beyond whatever I did. I mean, these kids are backflipping and twisting and do, I mean, just, I mean, it just, my yeah. wife goes, she has an aneurysm, dude, every time she sees us jumping. I mean, she's just flipping out. Um, but even me, dude, I, I mean, there's some 
sometimes I look at it and I'm like, you know, I, I get, all right, you know, um, but, uh, you know, I took them back to that spot, you know, and, or took them to that spot and, you know, it was, it was kind of nerve wracking, you know, I, I didn't want to show it. Yeah. You know, cause again, we're, we're dad, you know, dad, nah, dad ain't afraid of nothing, you know, you know, blah, 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 you know, but deep down it was just like, you know, this is where my good friend drowned mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, but they did it and it was actually kind of cool. My wife even jumped, mm. you know, so it was, it was cool because, you know, I experienced something bad there, Yeah, but I was able to share it with my family on a kind of nervous situation. Yeah, but we all it, it it brought out a good, I guess, ending to my bad experience, mm. and a a great feeling to hey, I I did something new with my family. Well, not new, but I did something again with my boys, and my wife actually even jumped, you know. And so it yeah. was actually kind of that, that's a great feeling, you know, deep down and stuff like that, but. Yeah, being home, it, it's so much easier, dude, to just be there by their side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just everything. I mean, I, I love rebuilding cars on the side, uh, you know, on my free time at home. And, you know, when I was first starting out, you know, my boys would, dad, dang, dad, working on those cars again. You know, why do you like all these old cars, dad? You know, why don't you like the new stuff? Let's, you know, my boys are four wheel drives, four wheel drives. Why do you like these cars lowered to the ground? And blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? You just wait. You know, I was at that age too, a 14 year old, dude, 15, 16 year old. Oh yeah. I want to lift a truck, you know, and then wait till you start wearing out tie rod ends, ball joints and bearings and freaking your tires wear. And you know, it's two, 300 bucks to buy a 35 inch tire and all that stuff. You know, you just wait, you just wait, you know, and it, it's kind of come around twofold. Now my boys, they pick out old cars. Oh, I like that car, dad. Oh, dad. You know, or they're sending me pictures, dude, on their phone as they're driving down the street. Dad, look at this car, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, you ding-dongs. What, <laughs> you used to bag on me for, you know, liking all these old cars, but now you're sending me all this stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, dad, why don't you get me this old truck for my first car? It's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you want this big old, you know, fancy car. No, I like this one. Okay, I see how it is. So it, it you know, they don't come out and tell you it, but it's, uh-huh. it's cool to see that, you know, that they, they look up to dad and yeah. it's like, they, they, they come in finding the same things. And, and like another thing, I mean, I love music. I mean, I, I'm going deaf because I play my music too dang loud and uh, they're, they're into the same kind of, I guess, genres of music or just, you know, Mm-hmm. whatever the hell you want to call it you know styles or whatever you know so they it, it's it's cool to see that when you're when you're home you that influence is more it's easier to keep them on a good track and mm-hmm. give them positive stuff and you know teach them from right and wrong mm-hmm. i mean it's just you know like me and the wife we we made a commence to each other when we first started having kids that it was like you know what i'm not going to sugarcoat nothing i'm going to tell them the honest to god truth and whether it's good bad or indifferent at least they're hearing it from mom and dad yeah and that it you know something comes about well then hey i heard this from my mom and dad and i'm not hearing it from the kid on the playground i mean because when the time came to have the talk yeah you know um 
it, it, that's a whole funny story within itself, but it was just, you know, it, it's crazy what these kids talk about on the playground and they don't know what they're talking about. They just, yeah. <laughs> just randomly blurt words and it's like, oh, well, this is cool to say this, you know, and you're like, do you really know what it means? No. <laughs> okay. Let's go sit down and talk about this, you know? So it's, it's cool to be here to have that mm-hmm. interaction, you know, and, and I'm glad I was home at the time to be able to have that interaction because I think if I was on the road and to try to have the, the talk, that talk, yeah, you know, they, they, you know, it's like what's going on right now with the zoom teaching at school, dude, kids are going to be, my boys are probably watching TikTok videos on their phone as they're trying to Skype me or whatever. They'd be like, dad, shut up. You know, <laughs> but it, you, know, just, you know, mom doesn't know what she's talking about. And neither do you. I'm, I'm getting it all from the phone. You know, so it's, it's, it's a yeah. huge, huge factor to, for dad to be home and, yeah. and raise your kids, man. I mean, it, it, we all know that it, the family function of mom, dad, raising your kids, you know, is, is a big part of being successful men, successful women. Um, it's just unfortunate. Some families do don't have that dramatic or dynamic and, mm-hmm. you know, it just, I don't, you know, and I'm not saying all those ones that don't have a, a mom or a dad that their lives are that bad. You know, some people are, you know, they, they overcome. They, they, yeah. You know, they, they, yeah, they, they just get over their obstacles, you know, and some are unfortunate, you know, and I hate, I hate to say it, you know, it just sucks for them, but uh, it is a big factor of being able to be home and mm-hmm. help mama take care of the kids and be that father figure that needs to be there. Yeah. And it's awesome to see that you were able to, you know, you, you experienced being on the road and back at home and just you being aware of how big of a dynamic you had on your children's lives, even to the point where you're influencing them with, even with the music that they listen to, to the cars they like now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's, that's really an attribute to you saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to do what it needs to what I need to do, I'm going to put away my selfish desires because we talked about it earlier, how it's kind of selfish when you're on the road because you're, you're chasing after success, right? But we're not living that life of significance. And it's cool to see you transpire to where you're at now, where you're living a life of significance and it's, it's showing in the fruit of your children. You know, your boys are successful. Um, They got a college scholarship, you know, they're following in their father's footsteps. You know what I mean? Who knows? They might be a journeyman lineman later on if, if they so choose to, right? You know what I mean? And <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it, it, it's, it's so important to be present. Even when a lot of fathers today, Adam, even though they're home and I, this is, you know, me speaking from experience, even when I worked at the utility, cause I thought I was going to be home more. Right. I was never home. And when I was home, I was so miserable that I was checked out. I was completely checked out because I was so pissed off about how the day went with some of the people we worked with. You know what I mean? And that, that brings my, my next question. Do you recommend to another lineman, you know, if he wants to spend that time, quality time with his family, do you recommend him if he's trying to be more present with his family to, to get into a utility? Man, it's such a hard, it is it's a hard question to answer because there's, there's so many pros and mm-hmm. well, I know there's not very many pros to the utility, but there's so many cons. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I, I agree with you, man. I had, the, I had the same fight, you know, it's, we all know that dude on the contract side, you get paid every week. You mm-hmm. go to the utility, get paid bi-weekly. So when you get slapped in the face, I mean, and this is truly what happened to us, dude. The first time I went to PM, dude, um, you know, you go from making two, three, four, five thousand dollars a week to eating out. I, I mean, dude, and this is the honest to God truth. We were going out to dinner, dude, spending 150 bucks on dinner, you know, buying appetizers, buying drinks, buying a whole spread of freaking dinner, buying dessert. You know, and, and we're all, you know, me and my wife and boys are walking out of there stuffed to when I hired on the P&M, we literally, dude, we're eating like turkey sandwiches, dude, and, and top ramen. And it's like, mom, dad, are you going to go to the store? It's like, well, we don't got no money, you mm-hmm. know, so you end up working all that overtime because you have to financially get mm-hmm. food because, you know, you're starving, Mm-hmm. And so to recommend it, maybe once you're an old man like me and my boys are about ready to, you know, start their lives and move on out of the house, but it, I would have to, I'll be honest with you, I have to say no. I don't, I don't yeah. think I'd advise to go into utility because it's not just the money aspect. We all know what's going on in the inside of the utilities, mm-hmm. dude. And, and to have to, I'm going to flat out say it, you got to babysit grown men. Yeah. No, it's, it's horrible, dude. In, in dealing with guys who have no ambition to, to be successful or, you know, it's, it's sad when you got guys that work at the utility and they drive up in these fancy you know, Dodge dualies and Ford dualies and these trucks look immaculate. They just went out hunting and got a, you know, 12 pointer elk. And, you know, they, they're, they're all happy about this stuff, but go change out an arrestor. What? You mm-hmm. want me to change out a arrestor? That, that takes too long of five minutes. That's too long of five minutes out of my life. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. No, no, I don't want, well, no, we'll just let it go. We'll turn it back into the supervisor, you know, and you're like, what? You kidding me? You can't take five minutes out of your life, dude, to change out an arrestor, but you'll go hunting. You got this nice truck. You got this nice house. You'll do all this. And it's like, it, it, it's frustrating, man. Yeah. And it, we, it's a cancer, man. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's what we've talked about when you, when you live a life and you have, goals and ambition and you've tried to teach it to your kids and then you try to take it to the job and other guys are just they're a cancer and you're just like you're getting shot down every day Mm -hmm. you know it's like dude what is so hard about doing a little bit of work i mean don't get me wrong dude some days you know how it is man we're gonna be sweating bullets dude because our job is tough you know i mean okay yeah we got you know this pole this buck pole to change out and blah 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 and we're climbing and it's 90 degrees outside you know yeah you're gonna be sweating your your butt off Mm -hmm. you know we got to endure that just like we got to endure the cold sometimes we chose to be outside we chose this profession but it's just it's so disgusting and discouraging to deal with that Mm -hmm. you know so to say to a guy go to the utility i guess if you can get past that mental state of just or get into that mental state of don't give crap mm-hmm. go for it yeah you know, if you want to become the norm 
And just a byproduct of that environment, mm-hmm. knock yourself out, man. Before, a, I think, a, a, and I think it's so hard for contractors that start in the trade to go to the utility because of that fact. Yeah. You know, we're, we're brought up in the apprenticeship, you know, bust your butt, bust your butt. You know, I, I don't care what you ought to say. You don't do nothing. You, you do what I say and blah, blah, blah. I, you get up that pole right now, kid. And, you know, so you, you're just bred into yeah. that and to go to a utility and then you're going, what? <laughs> I mean, I remember the first time I hired onto the utility, they're like, Adam, you need to slow down. And I was like, what do you mean? I just slow down. All we're doing is running underground triplex from the meter to the freaking pedestal <laughs> like 80 feet what do you mean i gotta slow down i was like we only got three of these for an eight hour day i mean dude you know slow down it's like what do you want me to do one at eight and then maybe one at noon and then one at two it's like you know so you I, you just got to get in that frame of mind of like mm-hmm. just don't care i mean it's it you you know, and then financially, I guess if you're well off and stuff like that, you know, I guess you can sacrifice getting paid every two weeks. Me, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I, yeah. I was just, it was, I just, not because wasn't getting paid enough. It was because I was already used to a lifestyle of enjoyment for myself, mm-hmm. being able to do the things that I wanted to do that I enjoy as far as like working on my cars or doing whatever, but providing my wife and my kids with the things that they need. Yeah. You know, obviously food clothes, you know, my boys are getting older. I'm going to have to buy them cars or, you know, some type of vehicle to get around because, you know, I don't have time to drive their butts around or either does the wife, you know, and you want to provide, you know, for the wife, you know, she's Mm -hmm. busted her butt all these years for you and supported you. So it's like, I don't want my wife, not to have nice stuff either you know it's like so to go to a utility and then you know like i said you, you get paid bi-weekly and then you're looking at it and you're going oh my god i'm taxed on this and then i gotta get a uniform and i'm taxed on my uniform you know mm-hmm. and then it's like oh i gotta pay for my insurance i gotta go you know so even then when you're at a utility dude you don't want to go get your teeth cleaned or you don't want to go get your eyes checked because it's like dude it just costs too much freaking money it's like this is stupid you know and then on top of dealing with grown men mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's it's frustrating but as far as i would have to say no man i mean it's just in this day and age it's getting worse and worse um we all know right now there's a bunch of issues going on at PM with mm-hmm. journeyman lyman as far as not wanting to work and it's going to continue to happen because i the company's in they encourage that kind of culture you yeah. know the hr doesn't want to deal with they're so and this isn't companies everywhere i mean i even talked to my wife dude i mean she works for southwest airlines and the same thing happens in their profession dude you know it's just on a different level mm-hmm. um these companies are so afraid of court you know and i don't and it's not even a court it's more of get to the truth in the fact and mm-hmm. if this person has done wrong diligence to the co- corporation's standards much less rules and regulations how can you not be confident that you're going to win you yeah. know I, I hate to say that they got to go to that standard but 
it's like you just more and more every day people at these big corporations are getting away with murder yes and the hardworking man is or woman too um are getting pissed and i don't blame them you know and we're losing a lot of good hardworking people because of that fact mm-hmm. and i don't know man i don't know how to change it or anything i mean i guess just to try to stay positive and you know just hang out or roll with the people that have the i guess the same ambition and same attitude is you know is a hard working person but man when you got such a big cancer in general of you know it i get it i mean because i was there i've been there before you know i've been on that bandwagon of you know everybody jumps on the negative train mm-hmm. you know let's just bash 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 you know and it, it's easy to do that you know, but it's, it's hard to pull yourself out and say, you know what, I don't want to do this no more, dude. You know, I want to, I want to be a good person. I want to be positive. I want to, I want to help out it. So, but I think with these corporations doing that stuff, they create the culture to begin with and it just keeps beating itself. Yeah, it does. It's like a cancer, like you said, and negativity breeds negativity. So you know what I mean? That that shit's airborne. Yes, sir. Sorry to say, you know yep. what I mean? It, it's airborne and it drains you. And then all of a sudden we take that home to our families. I mean, I don't know, you know, from my perspective, I was coming home and I was miserable as all hell. I mean, I'm sure you were too. You know what I mean? How, how did that affect your family? You know what I mean? Coming back from, from the utility to, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I've been pretty fortunate. Me and my wife don't fight, dude. You know, mm-hmm. we, we got a great relationship. I mean, uh, every once in a while we'll have a little issue, but yeah, man, I, I was coming home frustrated. I mean, and you do, you bring it home because you, you leave the workplace. You're thinking about it as you're driving home, you're getting more pissed off because you're just so frustrated with what took place at work. So you're just getting more mad. And then you get inside and you know, wife, how, how'd your day go? Oh, listen to this crap. You know, and it just, it, it just puts a bad vibe in the house right away as soon as you mm-hmm. walk in, but you got to get it off your chest and, you know, with your wife, you know, being your, your best friend, it's like, I can vent to you, you know, but at the same time, it, it, it just, you know, and then again, your kids hear that and your kids are like, you know, it's like, oh, man, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, what the heck's going on, you know, and like the same, you know, it, teaching the kids you know i I told the boys i said you got to understand in life 20 percent of the people do the work 80 percent kick back and watch you do the work yep my oldest boy got a job and realized that yeah and he experienced that within three days of his job and he quit he i told him i said what the heck you quit after three days he goes remember how you told me you know 20 percent work and 80 percent just sit around collect check i was like yeah he goes that's what was going on with me he was like, hired five people. He goes, I was the only one doing all the work. The other four were on the side of the building on their phones. I said, exactly. And that you're going to see that the rest of your life. So it's, but yeah, it, coming home. Yeah. It plays a factor. It mm-hmm. totally plays a factor. And now that I'm at, I ain't gonna lie. I, I've been blessed to get a patrolling job. So I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm able to just go up my own pace and, and just, you know, really look out for the, the upcoming crews and make their job easier for them. So I'm much more happy. I mean, I come home and, you know, joking around, having a good time, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, just 
getting excited to be able to, you know, to come home and not, and not have to worry and, you know, actually get up and all right, here's another day and not be so, you know, disappointed that, Oh, I got to go to work. I got to deal with this dude. You know, it's just, yeah, it plays a big part. Absolutely. Adam, I wanted you to, I wanted to ask you another question real quick. Um, What's a challenge that you're still facing today that you haven't overcome that you're working on? As far as just like personally or Uh, personally and personally and and with you being a father. Personally, my temper. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, where I grew up was a predominantly Spanish neighborhood. Um, Mm -hmm. Old folks, you know, good old Spanish, Hispanic tradition, you know. And I learned a lot from it, you know, it, it was cool to learn that. But it, again, I didn't realize at the young age, it was the prejudice until, you know, I got into middle school and it became more irrelevant. You know, it's like, oh, you know, oh, there's the white kid, you know, or hey, there's that gringo or, you know, whatever, you know. So, yeah, I developed an attitude and so to deal when you deal with that all your life it 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 sticks with you so my wife is a great person she has a great attitude she's always telling me be the bigger person you know blow it off i mean matter of fact it just happened this morning in a gym i mean there's a guy that there's some part of the Cleveland football or I don't, or it's just Cleveland sports deal. And this guy gives me a glare every time he walks into the gym. And it's just like, I told the wife last day, I said, this guy always gives me a glare every time he walks in the gym. I don't know who the hell this dude is. I was like, it's just getting annoying. And sure enough, this morning he came in again and we were right there. And it, I was about ready to just lay into him. I mean, it was just <laughs> like, you know, and I just, I turned away and you know, the wife texts me on the phone, she, calm down, you know? And it's just like, God, man, it's like, you know, it, it, so that personally, yeah, yeah. I'm, I deal with that on a daily basis. You know, I've gotten a lot better with it. I mean, I used, you know me, Dave. Yeah. I, I used to blow off, dude. I mean, my, <laughs> my fuse was like, there was no fuse. Yeah. Um, so I've, you know, I, I've gotten to try to control that as best as I can because two of my boys see that sometimes, yeah. you know, and it's like, Hey, you can't just flip off the lid and, just go rogue on people, you know, and, uh, you know, so I've, that's a constant daily battle for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and as being a dad, I guess the, the most difficult things that I, I, I deal with is nothing that's really taking place right now. Mm. I mean, I just wish there was more time in the day that I could spend more with my family and my kids that we could go and do more things. I think the most biggest thing that I deal with is the regret. I I mean, I regret bigly going out on the road Mm -hmm. because I've missed out on so much of just their little stuff in life and little stuff with my wife, dude. I mean, I wasn't even able to give my wife a hug and a kiss at night and, you know, and I mean, it, it, it bugs me to this day, dude. My wife has problems sleeping at night because of when I was on the road. Again, she was, she was the, the 
the enforcer, she was the protector of the house, you know, so she was on edge all the time, you know, and mm -hmm. it, you know, so the biggest thing that I deal with is that regret of going out on the road and not being the, the be here mm -hmm. to be the husband of, to protect my wife and to be the, the father for the kids. So just thinking about that, it's, it, it's always on my mind. It's always, it's not always on my mind, but it's, it's right there. Yeah. You know, and, and but it sucks because it's like you said, it's a double-edged sword. I was out there providing for my family, but I wasn't there for my family. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's so dealing with that. That's why I just try nowadays. It's like, Hey, let's go hit some golf balls. Or, you know, or, or let's go do something. If this pandemic sucks, mm -hmm. you know, we haven't been able to do much with that. But I mean, you know, like me and my boys got into mountain biking, you know, so went and spent a few thousand dollars on bikes, you know. I mean, I didn't realize how much freaking mountain bikes were, dude. But, yeah. you know, just going out and doing that, you know, and we, we love to snowboard and ski. So we go as much as we can doing that. I mean, it's just, just try to get out and, do as much as I can for those years that I've lost. I yeah. can never get back. Um, again, I regret it, but it, at the same time, I, I, I'm, I shouldn't say honored. I'm proud because I was, like you said, the experience that I was able to give some of them on some of the stuff and yeah, be able to provide. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's something. Yeah. As a father that I guess I kind of eats at you was, a little you know, bit. It's like, Yeah. The good thing, though, Adam, is that, you you know, a, a big part of this is awareness, right? And yeah. you're aware of that. And it's good to see a father like you who, you know, you know, this happened. You can't erase that. But hey, you're present now. And that's what we talk about as a show up dad. You know what I mean? You're being present. You know what I mean? We're not perfect dads. There's no such thing as a perfect dad. But the idea is to become aware of what we're doing and to make the correction, right? You know what I mean? Correct. It, it's like when we're pulling in power line or whatever, and then, you know, we have our ropes and then when we pull it tight, we see where it's bucked. It's like, okay, do we keep going like that or do we stop and unbuck it? And then we can go forward with progress, right? And uh, exactly. I, I think it's amazing, dude, that you're able to come on here and just share your story. And dude, you're, you're an awesome dude. You're an awesome father. And, uh, you know, Thank I know, you. I know you're going to bring a lot of encouragement to the fathers and the people that are just listening to this dude, because you're real dude. And that's, that's what we try to, to have on here is we try to have guests on here that are real and they're transparent and it's just providing that, that, that value that people need to hear that transparency, you know? Yeah, I agree, man. I, I mean, it's just like you say, we're nobody's perfect, dude. Nobody mm -hmm. in this world, dude. I mean, if we were perfect and. I, none of us would work. We'd all be stupid rich. You know, it is nobody's perfect, dude. We all have faults, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like you say, being aware and, and the biggest thing, don't be afraid to admit that you screwed up or you did something wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, you know, that was like one of the things I taught my kids too, you know, and I ain't gonna lie, dude. I, when I was a young kid too, that when I didn't have father, I lied. I lied a lot, dude. I lied to my mom a lot because I didn't want to, I didn't want to get in trouble, you know? And, you know, it was just like, you know, just 
tell the truth, you know, truth may hurt at times, but you know what, it just gets through the, the process quicker and, you know, Hey, you get to learn from the process quicker, you know, okay. We had an accident or we had a hiccup or, you know, you got that bump in the road. Well, let's learn from it and evolve yep. and, you know, make it better for us, whoever, Mm-hmm. you know and, and even in our line of trade dude i mean i know there's a lot of guys that are afraid to admit you know they did something wrong or you went about it wrong you know and hey that's the only way we get better with our trade and get better is journeyman linemen and you know we're gonna we're gonna screw up you know mm-hmm. i mean i've had my shares of screw-ups man and but i'm willing to admit that i'm wrong or are messed up you know it, we all know guys respect each other a heck of a lot more when you can say, Hey, I screwed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a big thing too, you know, just say, I'm sorry. You know, there's nothing wrong. You know, I, I used to be whole grudges. I mean, there's a couple I still hold, but you know, I want, I want to burn that bridge. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, I don't care about that bridge, you know, yeah. but for the most part, it's, it's just being aware and saying, Hey man, I'm sorry. You know, water mm-hmm. under bridge can we move on from this point and and make a better future you know and and that's what i just try to teach my kids and it's just what i try to teach apprentices too you know in in the trade you know because this trade's getting dangerous and dangerous more and more every day and yep. the demand is just getting going through the roof and there's not a lot of us journeyman linemen out there man i mean we all know that we're short-handed and we can't pop out linemen in two weeks no you know in two years you know 10 years you know we all know that this is a a, a trade of vast knowledgement vast uh experiences you know just vast communication um you know so to be aware of it and just you know hey man we're gonna mess up hopefully nothing catastrophic happens Mm-hmm. No one gets hurt or killed. You know, we're all able to go home at the end of the day and say, Hey bud, you know what? Let's come tomorrow with a better, mm-hmm. better outlook. You know, let's think about it, you know? So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you a hundred percent, dude. It's all about being our brother's keeper, you know, like, uh, like, uh, Dale Marth always talks about line mama, you know, she's on a mission today to, to bring that awareness, you know, of being our brother's keeper and, you know, I mean, it's awesome that you you touched on that. You know, um, I want to just go ahead and thank you, Adam, for coming on here, brother. I mean, like I said, this is an amazing podcast, dude, and I know it's going to help people. And uh, I just want to thank our sponsors, you know, at On Fire Ministries, the Modern Day Tradesman and Line 11 Clothing Company. Thank you for supporting us. And uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you guys' support, you know. So if you guys want to support us, Go ahead and go to the showupdatfoundation.org and uh, leave us your information there. And, you know, we'll, we look forward to another uh, episode. And once again, thank you, Adam. You're the man, doggy. Man, thank you. And, uh, man, for all those listeners out there, guys, just be safe and uh, keep kicking butt and uh, just be safe, man. That's the biggest thing, man. And uh, enjoy life. Yes. That's all we got exactly but again thank you and yeah thank you to all your sponsors and all that too man it's a great thanks for having me on the show it's actually first time ever doing a podcast is actually kind of cool yeah (laughs) so 
but uh yeah thanks again man it was a it was great i appreciate it and thank you yeah no problem brother thank you